Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Would you like to contribute to the conversation? Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, what condition conversation was in. Jay Talking with Bradley Jay. I listen to morning with the sun up. I'm busy. WBZ News Radio 1030. I tune my radio to AM 1030. The radio's all yours now. I talk to a man whose name is Bradley J. Improved my mind in a wonderful way. I just called in to see what condition conversation was in. Yeah, yeah. Conversation was in. WBZ, you are Jay talking with live midnight two five. Never know what you're gonna get quite, do you? Tonight it's Craig Fitzgerald, car guy, and we have an article we're gonna go through among we're gonna do we've got what, a bunch of things to go through. A bunch of things right? to do, but I guess the marquee thing is this article entitled 30 cars that should never have been built. And, well, we'd like to ask you if you have any of them. We'll go through them and say, hey, did you have any of these? And and further, do you disagree? Craig has a lot of bones to pick with this article. I have a lot of opinions on this article. Yeah. So we'll go through it and uh, do that. And, but in the meantime, what have you been up to? You had a cold? I did. I had a cold. Uh, I am getting ready for a half marathon on Sunday in Hampton. So uh, Which which half are you going to do? It's, I, I am going to do the the faster half, hopefully. <laughs> okay. And you're, you're dealing with this cold, which is, might slow you down? I know. It's like everybody I know has got some kind of upper respiratory deal. And you have you, a hat. You had one? Yeah. I beat it in two days Yep. Ago. It's pretty good. You have a hat that's a 615. That's an area code of Nashville? Nashville, correct. How did you know that? I just know stuff. I was down there with uh, Nissan a few weeks ago, driving the new uh, Nissan Versa, uh, which is a nice little car. It's it's actually kind of interesting. The amount of equipment that you get in a cheap car now, it's, it's amazing. Like, you used to get... You know, roll up windows and no AC in a, in the cheapest car there was. And this thing, I mean, it was loaded full of what do you, luxury what do you car get, features. What like, do you get for your low low dough car? All, it's all of the connectivity stuff that you would get in a much more expensive car. I don't so, even know what they what there is for connectivity stuff now. Well, so you know, it's it's got Bluetooth, it's got Apple CarPlay, it's got um, Android Auto. Um, you know, a, a sophisticated audio system, more sophisticated than I would ever use, most likely. What's uh, Android Auto? Auto, Auto? Android Auto is for the Android phones. It basically works the same way that, or it works a different way, but it, it's, it, it allows you to see the icons on the screen that are on your phone. So it allows you to use your phone. No, so only certain, only certain things, though. So like the, the music app, the phone app. 
uh, you can't text. You can't, you know, it'll do voice to text, but it won't allow you to text okay. when it's. So it doesn't. Do you think it allows you to do stuff you shouldn't do, distraction wise? No. I, so I have a problem. I I don't. So I don't have Android Auto. I I have an iPhone, and I use Apple CarPlay when I'm in a car, and I don't like Apple CarPlay. I just don't like it. It just doesn't work the way I expect it to work at any time. It just sort of doesn't, and it, and it tends to override uh, the 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 main audio function. So, like, I'm usually listening to the radio, but when you plug a phone in, it automatically kind of takes over the, the, the audio function of the car with Apple stuff, which I'd rather not see most of the time. I mean, I use a lot of apps for streaming podcasts and my music on my phone and stuff, but... Most of the time, I'm just listening to the radio. Do you listen to the podcast of you on this program? I don't. And I, sh so I have it on Stitcher, and I've noticed, and I meant to mention this to you, that it hasn't updated on Stitcher in a while. Oh. So I, I haven't listened to it in a while. Um, I do mostly because I will post stuff from the episode later on. Um, you know, I'll put it up on social media on Best Ride uh, on Best Ride's Facebook page uh, when it launches. But I I have a hard time listening to myself. I don't know if like you're a radio guy. Well, like, I I get I got over that. Did you? Yeah. It's kind of good to do actually because I tend to mumble and speak too quickly. Right. And if I listen to the podcast, it reminds me not to, to not do, that to things, do right. those things. Right. So, folks, uh, in addition to the 30 cars that never should have been built, that little controversy and list, if you have a question about should I keep it or should I get rid of it, which is a classic for Craig, and we even do, hey, my car doesn't is making a funny noise now as well. We don't we don't care if it's cars. And someday we ought to do music too. Like, I was thinking since you're a uh, an instrumental band, The Sonomatics is your band, that maybe... You could say your favorite instrumental song. Absolutely. Sometime. Yes, I would love to do that. Okay. Anyway, here we go. 617-254-1030. I guess we'll go this. I would think we would go from 30 to 1, but that's a big hassle. So we'll go from 1 to 30. The 19, I don't know why they have a beef with the 1955 Dodge La Femme. So the, the La was a, it was a Dodge Royal Lancer, which was a, you know, pretty nice car. The La Femme was available for a couple of years, and it was targeted specifically at women. Uh, and it was targeted at women in the very 1950s sense of being targeted at women. So it was pink and white. It had a compact and a lipstick holder in the glove box. I mean, it was, kind, it was a little hokey. But I do appreciate the, 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 the effort... To actually market a car to women, I don't. I don't really understand what the, you know, why this car shouldn't have been built. I don't know what. I don't know what the problem is with this car. I don't think any of the listeners out there would have had one of these because they were pretty rare. So uh, you, the the uh, author's only problem is that it was for women. I guess I don't know what his problem Here's is. Here's what there. it says. This beast of tragedy was breathed into existence in the 50s. Its purpose, to give women an alternative to cars that apparently were only constructed for men. This is a manufacturing trend I didn't realize was in, in existence. Like, 
Is this person being all woke? Is right. That it? I think that is it. I, I think he's being the opposite of woke, actually, because he he's saying, well, I had no idea that, you know, cars were only built for one gender. And, and frankly, all of the marketing that went into these vehicles was specifically aimed at men in the 1950s, especially. As an aside, I promise to never use the word woke again. I hate the sound of it. Right. I hate the sound of it coming out of my mouth, <laughs> your mouth, everyone's mouth. I hate it. If there's that's on the top list of words to get rid of, I don't. I'm not even going to say it. Dodge La Femme. So I don't. That was a perfectly I fine do not car. have a problem with that car. Perfectly fine at all, car, and I think it's pretty good looking. And if you had one now, you would. It would be better than your 401k. I can tell you that. Okay. So you you disagree right? I there. disagree right off the bat. Next. The 1982 Cadillac Cimarron. Now I and, guess we can agree. Because everything in 1982 was bad, right? Things were pretty bleak in 82. So There's ugly. still plenty of cars that I liked from 1982. But the look- Cimarron, the Cimarron was just a Chevy Cavalier. Yeah. And it doesn't look anything like a Cadillac. It was it was gussied up. It had Cadillac interior. But that was it. That was it. Was it was a garbage automobile, and I'm I, I'm a, I'm a hundred percent in in agreement here. Does anyone? And I would think I would think some people would have had a, a Cimarron. Did anyone have a a uh, what was it? The Cadillac Cimarron. Yep. Now the idea was that the Cimarron represented an entry level Cadillac, which they really never had before. I mean, you really had to have some money to buy a Cadillac in 1980. You know, the, the the cheapest car was the Seville, and that was, you know, significantly more than, than the Cimarron was. But this was a laughable attempt laughable at, at an entry-level car. One more thing. Like, again, you know, you look, at, you look at a car today like the, the Cadillac ATS, not a particularly expensive car that's an entry-level Cadillac, beautiful automobile, uh, and I, you know, I, I love to drive it. Uh, it, it, it just, this, the, the Cimarron felt like a, uh, K car. Yes. Yes. By the way, the word Cimarron is supposed to evoke feelings of the West. It doesn't look, and it just looks nasty. No, it's it doesn't just a little look box. Western at no, all. It's a box. And there at number three, they have something you disagree with big time. The 1974. Mustang 2. Right. And and I'm not arguing that the Mustang 2 was any, you know, pinnacle of automotive design or anything, but it saved the Mustang because in 1973, the Mustang had gotten bloated, it had gotten heavy, and the fuel crisis was, was you know, really kind of weighing heavy on us at that point. Yeah. And in 74, you could easily have seen that car go away. And... The, the, the result of the Mustang 2, that Pinto-based Mustang 2 with a four-cylinder and a six-cylinder, you could get it with a V8, um, was that it saved the it saved that nameplate for a period of time until a better-designed, lighter Mustang came along in the Fox body uh, in, in 79. So it was a bridge. Yeah. Did it, now, the Pinto fr- frame and the Mustang frame were different, right? I mean, the, the old Mustang frame. The old oh the, the one before the Mustang too was the f- yes that, that was, was a longer Falcon. that was based on a Falcon okay so yep they didn't that year build that frame at all they just used the Pinto no they frame. just kind of moved from that Mustang slash uh, Falcon 
to the smaller uh, Mustang too. So yeah, you couldn't get a full size Mustang at the time. I guess Mustang. Two and I think was- you know it's funny when when you think about it. I because I I remember this pretty distinctly from you know being there until '78 or whenever the uh, the Fox Body car came along. It felt like, well, this is the end. Like this is the end. We're never going to see another better Mustang again. They're just going to get worse from here That's on right. out. Right. right? Do you Absolutely. remember feeling that way? Absolutely. And 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 it was like, well, you know, of course, at some point or another, we're going to turn a corner here and make better cars, right? No, I, it he, didn't feel that way at the time. No. no. And this uh, Mustang Two is in movies. Jaws: The Revenge. Yes. Highlander Two. I did not see Highlander Two. I didn't either. It's just I don't think I saw Highlander One. I didn't either. The Quickening. Did not see. Dumb and Dumber. Yes, saw that. Don't remember the Mustang. Dumb and Dumber Two, actually. Okay. And uh, there you go. So. I do. I do remember the Mustang Two. I remember Farrah Fawcett driving one in uh, Charlie's Angels. Saw Charlie's Angels today, and actually, I made always a, good cars. In I, I made a rule. I'm only watching. Charlie's Angels with Farrah Fawcett. I'm, when she's, That's it. When she's no gone, Cheryl Ladd for you. No, none of the none of the the fill-ins. It's just so we have a list, folks. Of, of that they say the thirty cars that should never have been made. Pretty interesting, and Craig disagrees with a lot of them. We don't know if this is a car person that wrote this or a neurosurgeon or what. I think it says he's a he's a he's a he has a PhD in neuroscience. So what's he writing this for? I have no idea. Let's talk to a guy named Mike in Virginia here. Hi, Mike. There we go, Mike. What's up? Hey, how you doing, Bradley? We are. uh, Craig's here, too. We're fine. We're great. Yeah, I I called in uh, once before when uh, Craig was on. Uh, Yeah, I'm I'm the GM guy. I used to work at uh, the plant in Baltimore, me and my dad. Oh, yeah, I remember Uh, that. Yeah, I'm a dyed-in-the-wool GM guy, and... uh, but anyway, one of the first Fords I ever owned was a uh, 76 Mustang Cobra II. Yep. And um, it was all modified. It, it, was, it was originally a black and gold striped car, and then they painted it like a candy apple red. I mean, it was a gorgeous car. Yeah. And it had uh, the uh, fiberglass bucket seats, and uh, the dash was completely changed and everything. But um, it wasn't a bad car, and it had the V8 in it and everything. And uh, But the problem I had with that car was uh, the clutch cable would always break. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, man, that, that was a, a nightmare. Every, if you were out somewhere, you know, and that, that uh, you know, broke, man, you were stuck. Yeah, you're in trouble. You're in yeah. trouble with that car. Uh, so uh, I don't know why I bought that. I was a kid. I was young and dumb. Well, they, <laughs> anyway. you know, they, they were available. They were cheap. And they were relatively yeah. fast if they had that V8 in them because they were so light. Why would they even have yeah. a V8 if they were, the reason for them was gas conservation? I, I, I mean, you know, the 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 bulk of those cars, the vast majority of them had the, had the four-cylinder. So they offered it knowing that a handful of people would buy them every year. And most people weren't. At that time, were they terrible on corners and things like that? I just yeah, yeah they're pretty like... bad. They're pretty bad at the time. They had lousy brakes. They had uh, they they did have disc brakes in the front, but they had drums in the rear. They had a relatively rudimentary sp- suspension compared to uh, you know a modern Mustang, uh, and lousy tires. Tiny you know thirteen inch tires with uh, 
you know, barely any tread on him. So you so, stick up for the guy only on the basis that it somehow saved the the Mustang name. Yes, yes, I do. I and and you know, like we just said, eventually it probably would have come around again one way or another. But for that period in time, they sold those cars like they were going out of style for the first three yep. years or so. I so, mean, they sold more of those than they ever sold the the previous, not the previous generation, but those first those first couple of years of the 70s the mustang was in real decline so they were they were hardly selling those cars and then all of a sudden you know here comes this new car they sold them like crazy for a few years did, you, did and they it look, also uh, made the camaro look really good i'll give them i'll give i'll yeah. give that a plug did, too did they look good at the time no. or only in retrospect or do they even look good now in in a nostalgia way you know I, so i think that the cobra that that mike had i thought was a pretty stylish Pretty nice looking car. You could you could buy that in that black with with gold stripes. You could buy a uh, what was the Mike the the blue and white one too. They had a uh, that wasn't a King Cobra, but it was a, a Shelby. It wasn't a Shelby either, but it was some trim uh, level, um, and it was a the, great the looking blue car. And white, yeah, the blue and white was like on the Charlie's Angels, and then uh, I think in '78 they went to the King Cobra. It had that uh, really low. Uh, yeah. Spoiler in the front. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. A big looking car. Fiberglass yeah. chin spoiler and. Yep. What yep. happened to that car, Mike, in Virginia? Well, I always had a love of Chevrolets, full size mostly. I had a '64 Impala SS, and then '69 uh, was my favorite full size car of all. And then I found out that in '69, all they had was the Impala SS 427 option code Z24. So I found a kid up near Washington, D.C. that had one. So I traded him the Mustang even up for that uh, Impala. And, uh, you know, so uh, I finally got the dream car that I always wanted. But uh, it had some rust issues in the frame, unfortunately. Oh, that's too bad. That's a great-looking car, uh, though. Yeah. I wanted to tell you, though, uh, about that LaFemme, you know, about having a pile of money, you know, if you have one today. Yeah. Yeah. it's like I collect trains as well as automobiles, and I'm into Lionel. Yep. And uh, back in the uh, 50s, Lionel came out with a uh, girls' train, which it had a pink locomotive, uh, different colors for the cars and such. Yeah. But it was a it was a, a dog when they, they they just couldn't sell them in the beginning because uh, some some stores were repainting the locomotives black just to get them out the door. But if you can find a, an original girls' train set today. You're, you're talking uh, ten grand, Big maybe money. fifteen yep. to twenty. Yep. Yep. So the Lafems like, the same you way. Know, you know, there are very yep, few yep. of them around. They're very rare, and yep. you yep. know, right now, if you can, you can buy one of those. It's it's definitely yeah. worth money. Yeah, and and Chrysler also had some really neat options in some of their cars, where they had the uh, record player uh, that you could play forty five records in them. Exactly, and, and that was really cool. Yeah. That's nice. Right, nice talking to you guys. Yeah, good talking to you, Mike. Thanks, buddy. Yeah, call back. So I don't get how you could have a record player and that would not skip. Yeah, it was it was interesting technology. Was it it like was a like, jukebox. Yeah, exactly. You okay. know, it was like it, it wasn't like it had a tone arm. Yeah. You know, there was like a it was, it was some other method of playing that record. It that, was that locked in skip. and spun yep. around against yep. the solitary needle. Exactly, or something like that. Yep. Do you still have your vinyl? Any vinyl? I do. 
Oh, and by the way, in my little town of Holliston, there's a new record store opening today, as a matter of fact. What's Imagine it? that. Let's plug it. What? I can't remember the name of the place. Record World or Record something or other. Yeah. Record Guy or right in the center of town. And like prominent in, real estate. In in Brookline, there was a place called Village Vinyl, which had a little downstairs place and it's moved into a big storefront right in Coolidge Corner. So vinyl is on. And yeah. it's expensive, too. And this guy, this guy does uh, uh, record cleaning, which that was kind of the way he started his business, was he was a record cleaner. He has some proprietary process that he uses to clean your records, and then he also sells them on the side. In the summer of 2005... I lived in Plum Island, and I, I did one thing. I was going to con convert my records to files, and I cleaned them all. And the, my method was uh, very simple. You wet them and put some ivory soap on them and yep. rub them around and then rinse them off and towel carefully, towel them dry. Worked great. Yep. But that, that took, uh, I did that like eight hours a day for <laughs> six weeks. That's what I did. I had, a you know, the uh, 1,200 turntables. Yep. And all day I did it. And I was super crazy about getting it right. And I was just starting it just right, making sure the levels were okay. But I have all those now. Do you have the records still? No, I got oh. rid of my records. I sold all my records in one lump. Boom. Yep. Some guy from... Uh, Hampton, New Hampshire came down. I don't regret it, you know, because I, later on I got another turntable thinking, oh, I'm going to get back into it, and I just didn't. Yeah, I right. just didn't use it. It's a commitment, and I've, I've got turntables at the house. We were just talking about this the other day. It was like, I've got these old turntables, and it's like, I just want to get rid of all of this stuff and buy one thing that works. And, and I'll tell you, I, I know that the sound quality out of – you know, whatever music streaming service you use is not supposed to be that great. It's awesome to have whatever you want to listen to in your pocket yep. and and have it be able to interface with your car where you're going to be all the time. Yeah, it doesn't sound warm. That's true. I don't like CDs. I'll tell you that. I like MP3 is better than CDs. Yep. And you can get high bit depth. I made real high quality recordings. Yep. I, used, I did it into Pro Tools. and. Yep. And maybe gave it a little little compression or something. I don't know. It was great. And I do love that. One problem with the turntable is if you get into it, you say, I'm going to, you know, I'm a, I'm a middle-aged guy. I got a little money. I'm going to get me I'm a gonna good, buy the best one. I'm going to get yeah. a good turntable. Yep. A, an audiophile turntable. Then, oh, then you need the audiophile cables. Right. And you need the audiophile preamp. And it starts to ramp up. Then you got to get the... Um, the speakers. Yep. And before you know, but the thing is, a lot of your records have Q burn in them. Well, you know, the, here's just the thing: get an the, old record player. My my, the music that I listen to is so low fidelity anyway. Right. What difference does it make? Ramones. What difference does it make? Because it's the Ramones, or it's or it's some you know lousy little garage band from Central Florida that nobody's ever heard of before. Sounds like it's being played through a tissue box. So. What difference does it make? All right. Number four. We've only done four. Yeah. Okay. We got to we really stick to this. There's, there's no real rule that says no. we have to get right. through them all. I remember hearing all about Saturn and how ma magical they were. They were made out of rubber or plastic right. something. So specifically, dent. I think he calls out the Saturn ion. Correct. Which 2003. Was, right. Which was 
like I mean that was kind of the end of the line for for Saturn. They were they were pretty much wrapped up by that point. Uh, you know the early Saturn, the the uh, I forget what they called the sedan, SL one, uh, and then if you bought a couple more options, it was an SL two. It was a great idea for a for the time. It was an inexpensive, um, decently made automobile that you bought for one price. You know, can you imagine? You know, a a dealership where you walked in and didn't have to fight with the sales guy over what a car was going to cost you. That was the idea behind Saturn and it worked okay for a while and it was a pretty good car for a while. But then by the second and third generation, when that ion came out, it was basically just another GM product. I think that was an Opal that was rebadged and it just wasn't, it just wasn't, you know, a, a fully formed product at that point. Uh, Saturn was on its way out by 2008 they just got their teeth kicked in, and then it wasn't long after that. By uh, they just they just killed the brand off. And their whole thing was the anti-dent technology. Yeah, it was plastic, plastic car, right? Which is basically what you get on a on a sixty thousand dollar pickup truck now. You get plastic uh, bedsides on a lot of you know a lot of pickup trucks now. Um, it was technology that at the time was kind of revolutionary, less revolutionary now. Next up, they talk, they diss the 1958 Edsel Corsair. What's their beef with that? That was, you know, the the legendary failure of the Ford Motor Company. Um, and, and it wasn't a bad car. It was just bad marketing at the time to try and develop an upscale Ford product. They had the Lincoln division. They had the Mercury division. And this was another attempt to sort of print money off of a universal platform not a great looking car i I think in retrospect they're a great looking car but at the time i think people they were derided as ugly they were too expensive and they Um, had a push button transmission on the steering on the steering wheel and people would accidentally shift when they were trying to shoot the horn right right exactly (laughs) right so yeah, I mean, I guess I can live with with the Edsel. I mean, it's a kind of a legendary failure. You'd like to have it now. I it? would. I would. I think they're. I think they're a cool car. I think a Corsair convertible or a wagon. Uh, I, I can't forget what the trim uh, name of the wagon was. I think they're great looking cars. All right, what's up next? The 1981 DeLorean DMC 12. Uh I I disagree that it should never have been built. I think that's a it was a it's such a an incredible story. Like it just an incredible story of hubris on the part of John DeLorean. Uh that, that you know, like every step along the way of that car was just it was a disaster. They built those cars in Northern Ireland. That was the factory, right? right. So they had, the legend is they had two separate doors where Catholics and Protestants would enter the building uh, because they they essentially couldn't work together. Uh, So, you know, and and at the height of the troubles in Northern Ireland, they're building these cars there. Um, All kinds of problems powered by uh, a Volvo slash Peugeot V6. uh, you know, and, and as it turns out, a legendary automobile, thanks to Back to the Future. 
mean, that kind of resurrected the interest in that car because they were they were done by that point. It really resurrected the interest in them, and they're worth a fortune now, or a good amount of money now. So, I do you think they're ugly? No, I think I. As a matter of fact, I saw one. I I just spotted one coming in the other direction yesterday, and the biggest problem with those cars was the was the safety regulations that kept them that kept the bumper height uh, too high. So if they had sort of sat down on their original suspension height, their ride height, they would have been a much better looking car. And this one did. Um, it had been lowered a bit, and it looked great. I think they're still a handsome car. What about the doors? It's those, a gullwing door. It's, it's I, just a disaster. Those, I, does it, is there anything good about the gullwing door? No, no, there really isn't. I can't it's figure still, out why. You have to duck your head so it doesn't get smashed on the well, bottom edge so, of the so, door. No, so the, 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 the nice part is that in a low-slung car like that, the gullwing door opens to the point into the roof where it actually opens up some more space where you can sit down inside the car. That's the only advantage. Um, aside from that, it's a, it's a problematic thing for everybody. And this guy, DeLorean, he, did he do the GTO? He was the, the president of the Pontiac division when the GTO came out and green-lighted that car, yeah. Yep. He was a revolutionary guy, like full ego. Walked around GM in 1965 wearing cowboy boots and western cut suits. And, like, he was, like, as if you worked there. He was just – he was a really flamboyant character. And, I, I, I you know, he kind of got caught up in, in a whole bunch of different things. So, And I guess it wasn't very fast. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. This but article nothing was says fast. it took 20 minutes to get it 0 to 88. That's mm-hmm. Whatever. The dude who wrote this article, I got a lot of problems with this. It was a slow car. You know, it was not a sports car. Okay, let's break and find. We're going to go overseas for the next one. It's WBZ. I've got something to say. Yes, Brad. Jay talking. Bradley Jay. WBZ News Radio 1030. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Turn on your radio. You've got me listening to this. Turn it on. Bradley J. Oh, you're a smooth talker. You are. You are. This is a Bradley J. on BZ Jay talking. You talk the talk. Do you walk the walk? WBZ News Radio 10:30. Don't be shy, folks. Six one seven two five four ten thirty. A lot of guests. I don't encourage callers, but I always do encourage callers when Craig Fitzgerald isn't here. Is here from bestride.com. Bestride.com. <laughs> Best ride where you can go and see what's available for inventory, cars, prices. It's a good shopping tool. I actually have an email question from uh, a somebody who was listening to the show the last time. By the way, Craig has a cough. Yeah, I was, <laughs> it sounded I like for, someone stabbed him there. Yeah, no, it's just me. 
yeah. So so we'll talk about that too. Uh, uh, somebody had an RV question. Oh well, yeah. Okay, but first, the next on the list of thirty cars that should never have been built, according to our uh, this article, article, and that is the. 1957 Trabant P50. How, how can you possibly say that the Trabant shouldn't have been built? The Trabant, literally, if you were in Eastern Europe, that was your only transportation option. That and a bicycle and maybe a mule. Like, they built bazillions of those cars. It was the Eastern European Volkswagen. That car absolutely should have been built. It was perfect for its time. It was the only option. This so th- this guy, this He's guy, wrong. I'm I'm gonna go to his house, and I'm gonna Knock argue with him on his dry in his driveway about his ridiculous opinions and put point your finger in his chest. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> Listen here, young fella. It was made out of a stuff called Duraplast. Exactly, which was wasn't like really a, durable and not plastic. Uh, not durable. I mean, That's they, according I to him. I don't believe any one of those cars have have ever been recycled off the planet. I think they're all still running. <laughs> And you can, see, as we were saying during the break, you can see these kind of cars in Cold War era movies, Checkpoint Charlie, East uh, East Berlin kind yep. of spy noir kind of shows, which I love, 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 love. I th- I think if you go to the Checkpoint Charlie Museum, you can see Trabant that has been doctored to hide people to yep. get through. Now, it may not be a Trabant. But there is some small car there. Trabant and also the Lada, which was the, uh, the, Lada. Was the other one that was like available in other you Eastern know that, European countries. I made countries, a mistake countries. before. Remember I said in, in Russia there were only two kinds of cars? I was thinking it was the Trabant and the Volga. It wasn't. Right. It was the Lada, the Lada and the Volga. Yep. I was wrong. Yep. Lada, Lada was a essentially like a Fiat 128. And... Uh, that was for it's the poor people. Rebadged. Yep. And the rich people got the Volga. The, the Volga. better people got the Volga. And then there was a limousine level. Zill. Zill. Yep. How do you know that? I just I, I just, just know ridiculous things. You do? Okay. So the Trabant. Would you like to have a Trabant? I would. I would. I think it'd be fun to have. It's your imaginary garage. Yeah, exactly. I would like to How have many it. spots in your imaginary garage? 50? 30? How many spots does Jay Leno have? I don't know. He's got to have 150. That's too many. That's obscene. Yeah. I, I, I do like his approach, though. He doesn't... It, like, he's got real high-end cars. He doesn't get the ones that everybody wants. He's, he's, he's got real high-end cars, but he's also got stuff that's worth, like, $14, too, which I really appreciate. All right. The 2001 Pontiac Aztec should never have been built. Agree or disagree? I think I'm going to agree with that. Should never have been built in its in its eventual form. It was it was pretty decent when it when it showed up on the on the uh, on the show circuit, but in practice, it was not a not a. So good is that the vehicle. one that had the weird squared off yes, back end? Correct. What there was, the- was also a Buick version that nobody seems to want to talk about. Uh, that was actually a pretty nice looking vehicle and 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 worked very well for a lot of people. But but you know the uh, in typical GM fashion, the the bean counters got a hold of that one and made them build it on a minivan platform, and it just didn't just didn't work. All right, now we get into a controversial but, area. But, but think about it. let's back up for a second. Hold on. Okay. Think about that vehicle, mm. and think about the vehicles that 
everybody in America drives right so, now. So you're saying that's the prototype? It the, is the predecessor the for everything, like the Honda CRV. The, you know, all of those vehicles that became very popular later on, that was the prototype. You think people are going to get sick of crossovers Yes. Soon? Yes. And you hoping or you think? I am fully hoping they do. What do you think? I think it's going to be a long time before you get people out of them because they've gotten so used to the size. Um, and, and the height, I think, is the, the thing that most people are interested in. It's the commanding view of the road, I think, that they're interested in. Okay. Now, next in the list of cars that should never have been built, according to this this author, Craig disagrees with a lot. Number nine, the Chevy Vega. Chevy Vega. Yeah. Uh, Chevy needed a compact car at the time. Uh, early execution of that car was terrible. However... I'm going to have a however on every one of these things. It did advance Chevy's production, modern production techniques. So like the way that car was painted, the way it was assembled, the way it was shipped was, was completely, it was completely unique. Uh, and they, they had the misfortune of, of uh, a strike when those cars were being built and it, it just, you know, the execution wasn't good. It wasn't good at all. I think, I, I think looking back on it, it was a much better looking car than people give it credit, credit for. I think they're a handsome, especially in the early first couple of years. They're a great looking little car. Whenever I think of the Chevy Vega, I think of a forest green one that this girl had who was out of my league a little bit, but she only liked me because she had her appendix out and I visited her in the hospital. And for the time when she was sick and short recuperation thereafter, I was kind of her you boyfriend. You were the man. I was kind of her boyfriend, part of the family, and I got to ride around in the Chevy Vega. Yep. She got healed up, and I was, that was out. That was it. I was out. That was it. According to this article here. But you're looking at the picture, right? That's that's a pretty handsome little car. In this car. picture, it's got something I hate, and that's rear end sag. Yeah, well, yeah. Is that a yeah. feature of the car? No, or just no, no, that, no. That I one think there? that is that particular right. one. But This article, the guy writes in a kind of humorous way. In addition to the failure of Saturn and Pontiac, General Motors can be blamed for much, much more. Another famous blunder of Chevrolet was the 1971 Chevy Vega. Apparently, the engine of this was so defunct it couldn't even hold oil, it says. This meant after around 100 miles, which has got to be an exaggeration, the car would lose its ability to lubricate its tumblers yep. and pistons. Completely false. Lubricate its what? Tumblers. Tumblers? What is he talking about? Uh, okay, I thought maybe that was some no, car part that I didn't no, know about. No. So does that mean this no, guy has, he has no clue? No clue. He has no idea what he's talking about. I don't know what a tumbler is. Is he a bum? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're making me laugh. Yeah. Thank you very much, man. Yeah, anytime. I love it. Next next time it's gonna be almost winter. We'll talk you, about You've been coming on here for five years. Yeah, I know. It's been a while. Which is shocking, you know. It's been great. You were a much younger man when you I started was. Out. I did. I had a baby beard at the time. A baby beard, <laughs> and you, you were, you were, and I was fat. twenty pounds heavier. You were fat <laughs> as heck. <laughs> no, you were never fat. But now you're, you are the thinnest man alive, and the only human, the only living American who can do a pull up. <laughs> okay. Thanks, bud. Yeah, man. Uh, and uh, well, oh, I want to go. To New Hampshire. Yeah, we'll have to do that. A couple of weeks. 
but I, I want everybody to know that the foliage is going to pop early this year. Yeah. So I don't want to put it off too, too long because I'm a big foliage person. Yeah. Okay. Thank you very much, Craig. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.